Amen. If you'll grab your Bibles and go ahead and turn to Matthew 28 and then also to 2 Timothy chapter number 2 and uh, get your place there and we'll stand for the reading and reverence of God's Word. Thank God for what He's already doing. I tell you, I'm as nervous as I was when I was 12 when God first called me this morning. I'm nervous this morning. I'm uh, just thankful there's uh, men in here that uh, I, I don't even deserve to tie their shoes and they ought to be up here preaching and I'm thankful for the opportunity to get to preach. I'm worried about, I was, at first I was worried about Brother Bobby this morning. Um, I, I thought he had switched over to the Democrat Party. Um, he wore that, he wore a sticker that said, I, I'm a, I voted last night, and then he had it on again this morning. At first I thought, well, he went and voted again today. He, surely he's a Democrat, amen? Uh, but uh, there you go. But, uh, but then I thought, well, maybe he just switched the sticker over, amen? Amen. The, the great prophetess, uh, the great prophetess Mary Poppins once said, a spoonful of sugar helps the medicine go down. Amen. Amen. If I ever want to quote somebody carnal, I call them a prophet or a prophetess. Amen. So y'all pray for me. Amen. Be quiet, Frank. Amen. <laughs> Matthew 28, verse 19. The Bible says, Go ye therefore and t teach all nations, baptize... Let me back up. I want to read verse 18. And Jesus came and spake unto them, saying, All power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. Go ye therefore. So what's it therefore? Because so, he gave us all power, and he's got all power. Amen. We can go and preach and teach. Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I commanded you. And lo... I heard a preacher say last week that's why he doesn't fly because he's not high with us always. He's low with us always. I'm with you always, even until the end of the earth. Amen. Now, 2 Timothy chapter 2 will be our text this morning. Uh, 2 Timothy 2 verse 1. Thou therefore, my son, be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. And the things that thou hast heard of me among many witnesses, the same commit thou to faithful men, who, also, uh, who shall be able to teach others also. Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you for this day. I pray that you fill me with your spirit this morning. Thank you for what we've already heard today. I pray that you'd use this, Lord, in others' lives as you'd use it in mine. Lord, help me today, dear God, in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Thank you. Might be seated this morning. I've read two verses, and I very rarely do that, but I, I I wanted to focus in on Matthew's Great Commission text because Matthew's is the one that focuses most most on the teaching. Now I know we are Baptists and we love preaching. Can I get an amen right there? Uh, we are apt to teach, but liable to preach. Amen. And, but this morning we are uh, we are to commanded in that Great Commission not to just go and evangelize and make converts, but we are also to make disciples. Amen? And that first word, teach, that is mentioned in Matthew 28, if you do an Englishman search on that word, you'll find out that the Holy Ghost also uh, uh, translates that as discipling. It is, a, it is a discipleship word. Can I get an amen right there? And I, I believe uh, uh, we, we as Baptists, we are very good at evangelizing, and I thank God about that. Uh, recently I was talking to a charismatic lady, and she was telling me about how she was wanting to bring her husband uh, to hear me preach. Uh, she said uh, because he needed to be saved, and I thank God for that. She said, "But you Baptists, y'all just y'all just aren't good with worship. You don't, you don't." And I said, "Hold up now, hold up now. 
You just ain't been around the right Baptist. Amen. Uh, we, all, we do worship, but we worship the Bible way. Can I get an amen right there? Uh, but she made this statement, and it was a criticizing statement, but I took it as a, uh, as a, uh, a, a good thing. And she said, all, she, 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 she criticized us, Brother Allen, about not worshiping. But then she said, all you Baptists ever focus on is the gospel. And she meant it as a critique. And I, I paused. I could not believe she actually said it. She said, all you Baptists ever focus on is the gospel. And I paused. And then I shouted right in her ear. Amen. I said, glory to God. Somebody finally gets it. Somebody finally understands it. That's the big deal. The gospel. And uh, this morning, I, as great as I believe there's a focus on gospel and there's a focus on giving, and we need to have those focuses. Those are the right focuses. But, and it's amazing how God set this up. Brother Lamar's preaching on being a debtor to others. Brother Gravely is mentioning uh, already, did you catch that word he used, discipleship material? Did anybody catch that? I believe a lot of times as Baptists, we are so good at evangelizing and we are so good at sending and giving and we should be and we should continue in that. That's what this meeting's for, is to bolster that. Amen? Uh, but this morning, I believe a lot of times we fall in the, the area of discipleship. Can we agree with that this morning? And discipleship is just as part of, great, of the Great Commission as evangelizing is. Amen? We are not just to make converts, we are to make disciples. And this morning, God has been, uh, I'm preaching to you what God's been preaching to me. God has flipped my life upside down in the past few months, the past few years, about how little I have done in the work of discipleship. And Brother Stacy, it's easy for us to go in and preach the gospel and see people saved. These tent meetings and the meetings you and I do and Brother Gravely does, it's the easy part, the fun part to go in and preach and see somebody get saved. And woo! But then the pastor in the church, they are left to get them off a of dope and to get them to figure out which bathroom to use and to get all of these things. Amen. Hey, and we, we it is the, uh, the the evangelizing part's the fun part. It's oh, it's the easy part, if you will, but it's the discipleship part that is difficult. Amen. And so this morning, just for a little while, I want to preach on the ministry of multiplication. The ministry of multiplication. Paul gives us this verse here, this great verse in uh, 2 Timothy. 2, 2, and the things that thou hast heard of me among many witnesses the same commit thou to faithful men who also who shall be able to teach others also and so uh, we see a few things in this multiplication ministry the first thing we see is the example in multiplication Paul said and the things that thou hast heard of me among many witnesses now my brother is here this morning not my brother uh, spiritually he is my brother spiritually he is saved Amen. I'm saved too. Amen. Thank God. Uh, but uh, this is my brother by blood. Amen. And we grew up, and Brother John Sasser grew up right down the road from us. Brother Josh Florence, we all grew up in that, that region. Brother Grant, so several others. But uh, we grew up in a church culture that there was a lot of going, telling us to go and do. Uh, get on fire for God. Do something for God. Uh, serve God. Anybody, y'all, am I ringing a bell there? And, and But here was the problem. Very very few people in our lives, in our early lives, actually took us by the hand and showed us how to do that. Let me, let me, let me go. Listen, look what Paul said. He said, those things that you've seen and you heard me do 
among many witnesses. Those things that you saw me do, do y'all get that? The things you saw me do and heard me say, you go and do that. See, it was easy for Paul, preacher, to say go and do because he was, had a come and see ministry. We have to have a come and see before we have a go and do. Did you know in the Gospels, Jesus, 18 times, get this, 18 times in the Gospels, Jesus said, follow me. 18 times. But guess what? 18 times in the Gospel, Brother Andrew, Jesus said, go ye. So for every go ye, there always was a proceeding, follow me. Jesus never told his disciples to go do something until he first took them by the hand. He said, come and see. Hey, if you want to know how I live, come and see. Hey, I'm going to tell you, this is the complicated part of discipleship. Amen. Uh, this is the... This is, can I say it? The aggravating part of discipleship. Brother John Sasser and I, we were talking about a young man that he and I and Brother Samuel are all three trying to pour into his life. If you will, he is a disciple of ours that we are trying to pour into. And he's overseas right now serving God. And Brother Sasser, uh, he, was, uh, he was saying that uh, there was a decision this young man made that was kind of like, oh man, should you really do that? Amen. It wasn't simple. Nothing like that. But it was like, is that really common sense? Amen. And and, and Brother Sasser could not leave him in good conscience. He had to go back and check up on him. And it's complicated, isn't it? It caused sometimes discipleship. I remember when we were a youth pastor, and we went on uh, soul winning visitation one Thursday night with the young people, and I had a, a young convert, Brother Allen, that was going with me, and he got out there, and he had a cut-off sleeve shirt on. I think he had a Ruger emblem on his arm. It looked like his sister drew it on with a magic marker, a tattoo. He had shorts on, and he had a big old dip of snuff in it. It's complicated. <laughs> Our brother Steve, I had to say, Alan, you can't go door to door with your snuff in your mouth. Really? I said, yeah, you got to spit your snuff out. All, all right, preacher, all right. Discipleship is that sometimes, but at least they're doing something, and it's complicated. Sometimes it's not as clear-cut as we want it to be. And Paul, you see that in Paul's ministry. You see that in Jesus' ministry. I mean, he had a guy that every other verse, he's putting his foot in his mouth. His name is Peter. Amen? We can all, we can all uh, uh, you know, connect with Peter. Amen? I, I have that disease as well, the foot and mouth disease. Amen? And so we it is not always easy, but it's right. The, the thing about discipleship is, I, I heard this statement the other day, be a disciple worth multiplying. I want to ask you this morning, are we disciples worth multiplying? And I'll say this, every one of us is making a disciple, but what kind are we making? Young people, somebody's watching you. Somebody's watching you. Young ladies, there are young ladies, my daughter, my niece, other young ladies, they're watching you. Young men, there's young men that are watching you. Amen. Everybody is making a disciple. What kind are you making? 
We have to give them an example, a come and see mentality. In Matthew 9, Jesus goes through all those villages. I preached that Sunday morning about praying for laborers. Amen. This is about producing laborers. All right. And, and Brother Nathan, Sunday morning I talked about Matthew 9. And Jesus is going through all the villages and the cities and the synagogues. And he's healing the sick and he's raising the dead. And he's, he's preaching the gospel of the kingdom. Right. And then he, he tells them to pray for laborers. And he said, all right, now in chapter 10, he sends out the 12. Well, what does he send them out to do? To preach the gospel of the kingdom, to cast out devils, to heal the sick. Jesus never gave them a call to go do what he was doing until he gave them an example of what they should do when they went. I wonder this morning, are you being an example? Am I? Being an example worth multiplying. I remember uh, right after I surrendered to full-time evangelism, Brother Gravely and I were actually uh, right there in a meeting at that time together in 2011. And I remember that month when Brother Ballou found out that we had went full-time, he called me and he said, uh, Brother, Chris, Brother Chris, amen, he called me and said, Brother Chris, any meeting that you, ha any week that you don't have a meeting, would you come and drive me? Oh, my he did not come up to me. Brother Andrew, would you come help me this morning? He did not come up to me and said, Be thou my disciple. That's not how it works, is it? But he did say, Come and see. There was many mornings in a hotel room, Brother Bobby, where I would uh, be in bed. I'm sorry, I was in bed. Amen. Uh, and uh, there, there are two, six, five o'clocks in, in a day. There's two, six o'clocks in a day. If, don't, if you don't know, you people. And I remember many a times waking up in a hotel somewhere around this southeast, around this country, and I'd see a gray-haired man over there on the other side of his bed. Dear Lord, we want to thank you for this day. We want... And Brother Ballou going into praying around the world. I remember going to Mexico with Brother Sammy, preacher. And he, would, he never slept in a room by himself. He always had somebody in there out of accountability. Amen. And I remember it was 115 degrees outside, and he kept it 65 degrees in our room. And so me and him both got pneumonia. It was great. We would stay up till he took, he took six, like six rolls of knives. He, he put them in a suitcase and took them to Mexico with him. Why? Anyway, and, and we would sit there every night, and he would shine the knives until 12 o'clock at night in Mexico, and we're all asleep, and we're trying to read the Bible to him. And then we would go to bed around 12, and at 4 o'clock, it never fell, Brother Jason. That bathroom door would crack open, and Brother Sammy would turn that toilet into an altar, and he would get down on his knees there, and he would pray and pray and pray. Amen. Somebody worth multiplying. Somebody that said, don't just go and do something. So I can holler at Andrew all the time. Go do it. Go do, go do something. Hey, get busy. Do it. But well, isn't it a lot better? You say, well, preacher, those are, we'll never have contact with men like that. Well, you can. You've got a pastor like that. You've got men around here like that and ladies around here like that. But I'm going to tell you, just stay close because you're going to be my disciple today. I, 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 I'll tell you this. He and I have a grandfather who's never been on a marquee. He's never pastored a church. But our grandfather, I remember one of my earliest memories was we had a, a young man with a big ponytail. Named, he was named was Justin that lived next door to us in the house we grew up in. I was about six or seven. And one of my oldest memories is we were having to leave our house because... 
My daddy had, had broken his back. We were losing our house. And we were all packing up that day. And my grandfather was there supposed to be packing up our stuff. And I look at the driveway. And my granddaddy's got Justin out there at the, head, at the hood of a truck in Dallas, Georgia, off of, over there off of Scoggins Road, Brother John. And he's got Justin over there. And he's got his New Testament laid out on, just like this, laid out on the hood. And he's giving the gospel to Justin. I'm going to tell you, hey, I'm glad there's been some people in my life that didn't just tell me to go and do but there are some people in my life that lived it in front of me and said come and see come and see I appreciate our pastor it'd be much easier for him to go around this country by himself but I'm thankful he's always got these young men around him he's always investing he's always living it in front of I bless the Lord for that amen hey it's easier to do it by yourself mama can I get a witness you can make biscuits by yourself easier than you can make them with a five-year-old. When my wife makes biscuits, she hands a seven-year-old the sifter and she hands a five-year-old the buttermilk. It don't always look pretty. It don't always get done. Same. And by the way, you make biscuits. You don't whop biscuits. Biscuits don't come out of a bag. You pat biscuits. Can I get a witness right there? Amen. Amen. We can do things easier by ourselves a lot of times, but we're not passing anything on like that. I see the example of, of multiplication. Number two in this verse, I see the engaging in multiplication. He said, the, so he's given him the example. He's lived the life in front of him. He has given him the come and see. Now he is telling him to go and do. He says, the same, the same way. You just go and do what I do. The same commit thou to faithful men. Now, this is our turn, young people. This is our turn, young couples. If we want people to shout, we need to shout. If we want preacher, pre, young preachers to preach with fervency and content, we need to preach with fervency and content. Amen. If we want people to be soul winners, we got to go be soul winners. It's our turn to take what we've learned from men and that have been handed down to us. It's our turn to go and commit that to other faithful men and women. Amen. You say, I'm a, I'm a mother. I don't have time to make disciples. I would beg to differ, ma'am. I'm not belittling any part of the church, but you might have the most important job in the church in the fact that you are training the next generation of disciples. Hey, mama, you are making a disciple every day. Matter of fact, I envy you a little bit. I travel all over. I don't get to invest in the same people every day. But ma'am, you are making disciples. I often think about these Wilson boys, and I'm not trying to lift up anybody or nothing like that, but I'm thankful for these boys and the testimony they got. But they didn't just accidentally come like that. Amen? The children don't accidentally come like that. They have to have a mama. They have to have a daddy. I think we tell about uh, my brother, Miss Noel and Miss Celeste all over. I got to watch Brother Gravely and Miss Nolita, disciple them and, and raise them and grow them. Hey, and this church did as well. And they still love the Lord and they, their parents and they still, they're still serving Jesus. Are the, nobody's perfect. Can I get an amen? But I thank God that somebody took the time to make some disciples. And that's that, that mama, you've got a ministry of ma making a disciple this morning. We got to get engaged. Now we've got to go do it. This morning, it said faithful men. Now listen, I, I understand this. Listen, for years we've, we've heard this. Somebody will get saved. 
and they'll, they'll come for a little bit. They don't, get, they don't get connected with anybody in the church. They don't get helped by anybody in the church. And I'm not saying here. I'm just saying abroad. I see it abroad. Brother Stacy, and then three months later, you couldn't find them with a pack of hound dogs. And like, oh, they probably didn't get saved anyways. Well, maybe they didn't get discipled anyways. And you say, well, preacher, that's, that's Brother Gravely's job. You know, Brother Gravely should start a class. You know, Brother Gravely doesn't really do nothing. He, he's always leisure. He doesn't have any, you know, he has all this spare time. I understand he is a sheep, first and foremost. He is a, he is a believer. But he is our under-shepherd. I've been around agriculture my whole life. I've never seen a shepherd birth a sheep. It takes sheep to birth sheep. Amen. One of these older ladies, that's okay. One of these older ladies, I'm glad that young lady's getting some discipleship material. But wouldn't it be good if one of these older ladies got a burden for that young lady, a, a, a lady that's here all the time, get a burden and start connecting to that lady and start pouring in. Can I get a little amen right there and pouring into that young lady? It is not his job to do all of it. We as the body, that commit, just like the Great Commission is for everybody to go win souls, the Great Commission is for everybody to go make disciples. Get busy about it. And, and here's the thing. We, there's some people, listen, I understand this. There's some people that may make a profession and it just doesn't stick. But I believe we could have a lot more stick. We got to find people that are hungry. We got a group of young men that we're trying to invest in, and we got a Marco Polo. If you don't know what that is, it is not the game you play in the swimming pool uh, anymore. It's, a, it's an app. <clears throat> and um, I asked them the other day, I said, Is there anybody in your life that you are discipling or you are investing in? And one of the boys got on there and was like, No, Brother Chris, I ain't got nobody. And I, I wasn't being a smart aleck, but Brother Green, I got on back there and re responded to him. I said, Well, can I give you some advice on how to fix that? He said, Oh, yeah. And several other ones like, we like to hear it too. Brother Allen, I said, go win somebody to Jesus and start discipling them. It's almost like this, the Bible lays it out for us. I heard a, a story about a Confederate soldier the other day. Get, can I get an amen right there? I've been above the Mason-Dixon line half the year. Somebody say, man, give me a rebel yell or something. Amen. Sorry, Brother Peter. Amen. I'm praying for you off in that foreign field. Amen. We, uh, I heard a story the other day, though, there was a stalemate. It was a battle in the Civil War, and there was a stalemate, and um, they, they were bound down, and there was no, none of the commanders were given any instructions. And finally, a young rebel soldier, he just got fed up with it. He said, I'm going to do something. I wish some of us get fed up with it and go do something. They're bunkered down, preacher. Night's coming. Nothing's happening. Stalemate. Everybody's still just shooting. Nothing's happening. And Brother John, that crazy rebel, crazy rebel soldier, he told his buddy, he said, I've had enough of this. I'm going to do something. He jumps up, runs across the, the firing area, runs over to the Yankee foxhole. I love this part. He punches a Yankee right in the side of the head. Knocks, can I get an amen right there? Knocks him out. Throws him over his shoulder, runs back across the up to the other side, drops that fellow down, and everybody on both sides, everybody's whooping and hollering for this rebel soldier. The story got going around the regiment, and one guy came to him that night and said, "How did how did how did you do this?" He said, "Well, I went and got me one." 
I don't want to have to get to heaven, get around somebody like Brother Florence or Brother Sasser. See, we got this idea because they're missionaries on a foreign field that they're the ones to be missionaries. Charles Spurgeon said this, every Christian is either a missionary or an imposter. I don't want to get to heaven and see what they have and have to walk up to them and say, hey, how, how did you do this? And they said, well, I went and got me one. Last thing this morning. An example of multiplication, the engaging, but then there's the excitement. Amen. Who shall be able to teach others also? Can I tell you the theme that God's given me for my ministry here lately is to teach them, to teach them, to teach them. I can't go everywhere. Amen. But we can send somebody. We're just talking about that young man that me and Brother Samuel and Brother Sasser are trying to pour into and one of the best young men I've ever met. He's somewhere we can't be right now. And I'm not even going to mention it. It's, it's, not, it's not safe to mention it. Amen. Think about Caleb Wilson. A year into, into his church plant in Papua New Guinea. I can't be there. But he is. Amen. I, th- I think about, you, you ne- you're never going to pastor, more than likely never going to pastor a church in Guatemala. But there was a family that came in from a contemporary outfit years ago that you were patient with and invested in. And guess what? Now you can't be in Guatemala, but you're in Guatemala. There is a piece of you in Guatemala. Do you all see the excitement of this? It is exciting to hear that there are people that we've invested in, Brother Sasser, and people that we poured into. Hey, everybody's not going to turn out. Everybody's not going to turn up. Hey, but there's some that's going to get in this thing and they're going to keep going and they're going to go and teach what we've been taught and they're going to go teach that we teach them and they're going to go teach others. Amen. There's 8 billion people. We're encroaching upon 8 billion people in the world and I'd like to use the rest of my time if that's all right for this. Brother Andrew, you're going to be my disciple. Set your Bible down. Now listen, young people, I need y'all to move fast. I've only got six and a half minutes and I want to give preacher back at least two seconds. All right? Y'all help me. I just want Brother Andrew to the Lord, we start discipling him. The average time, Brother Bobby, to make a disciple in our churches is two years. That's somebody that may be able to preach, somebody that might lead singing, somebody that could even maybe lead, you know, teach Sunday school. Can I get an amen? But there's 8 billion people in the world. So let's put this into perspective. I want you quickly to go get a disciple and line up right here. Go make a disciple. Two years. Come here. Come here. You're going to be my disciple. My next disciple. Y'all get up here real quick. Y'all will go ahead and start putting your Bibles down. And you boys, you're going to have to make some disciples of some girls here in a minute because we're going to run out of people. All right, y'all step up here. Y'all step up here. All right, so now we're four, we're four years into this thing, and I've got three disciples. Well, man, that's a blessing. That's exciting. All right, fellas, go make a disciple. Come here, buddy. You're going to be my disciple. Come on. Y'all just get back up here. Get right back up here. All right? So now we're six years. I got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, seven disciples. Woo! We're making a little headway. My neighbor, we, we, there's eight billion people in the world. That's, uh, well, let's make some more. Come on. Come on, be my disciple. Come on, set your Bible down. Set your, you boys look like somebody up here, all right? I made you disciples, all right? You got, now, listen, I understand everybody's not going to stick. I understand somebody's going to go back to smoking pot, all right? Probably going to be my first one. Amen. But, what, all right. All right, but look here. Uh, how many years are we in? Eight years? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. Twelve disciples. Let's go, uh, can we, let's go make some more disciples. Come on. Come on. You're going to be mine. Sit your Bible down. 
All right, come on, come on. Y'all might have to get a girl. I'm sorry. Look, you need to win some girls. You ain't got nobody but Mary, all right? All right? Amen. Woo. Praise God. Oh, my word, 10 years into this thing, I've got, hurry up, make a disciple. Are y'all not, are y'all, come on, come on, girls. Come on, hurry, hurry, make a disciple. All right. So roughly at 10 years, I've got 30 disciples. Now, in the time of the disciples, the 30 years after the cross, there's 300 million people on the earth. And by Colossians 1.23, where the is, is 30, 30 years after the resurrection was written, Paul said, every creature under heaven had heard the gospel. With no phones, no Facebook, no printed page, no Bible college degree, no deputation. 30 years. Every creature. We've got 8 billion but we've got more to do it with than any generation before us. Ten and thirty, that sounds good. I mean, praise God, what if I, what if I, I spent my next ten years doing that? that? That's great. But what if y'all all go sit down with Brother Andrew and y'all stay quick. Everybody put your Bible down, and when they call on you, come be a disciple quickly. All right, we're, we're talking about this. I'm almost done. I'm talking about the excitement of it. What if... It didn't take two years. What if, and I ain't talking about a disciple that we're going to put in the pulpit in four months. I'm not talking about a disciple that we're going to let lead bus route in four months. I'm not talking about a disciple we're going to let teach Bible college in four months. But what if I made a disciple that could go out and, what's the first rule of discipleship? Go out and make a disciple. What if I could t- plant that in him from the time of conversion in that first four months, I'm pounding it in him. Go tell somebody else what's happened to you. Go tell somebody else what's happened to you. Well, I don't have all the answers. That's fine. Bring them to me. We'll start working together on disciples. Is everybody with me? What if in four months I could get him to the point of going and winning others to the Lord? Maybe he's just getting off of cigarettes. Maybe he hasn't covered all his tattoos up yet, but he can go and, and doctrinally lead somebody to the Lord. Is everybody with me? Four months. Go make a disciple. Come on. Be my disciple. You're going to have to wake up to be a disciple, all right? Well, now, somebody keep up with my months. Brother Sam, we're, we're at four months, okay? And I've got three disciples. All right, make another disciple. Come on, hey, Dad. Come on. I call him hey, Dad, because if you're ever around him and his dad, it's hey, Dad, hey, Dad, hey, Dad, hey, Dad, hey, Dad. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Eight months, we're at seven disciples. Y'all see, they're not all Sunday school teachers. They might not all be dressing right yet. But they can lead somebody to Jesus. All right, everybody go make another disciple. Come on, come on, come on, come on, buddy. All right, hurry, get up here, get in. All right, we're going to definitely get into the girls this time. So we're, we're at 12 months. Whoa. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14. Am I at 12 months? I've got 14 disciples in a year. Let's go win some more. Come on. Come on. Brother Doug, would you come to be my disciple? Brother Steve, I would come to you, but people have got to be saved to be a disciple. Amen. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, 23, 24. We have oh, one more rotation. How many months are we at? 
16 months, one more rotation, we have passed what we did in 10 years with the other model. If we do this and continue to be faithful and continue, and listen, by this time, where's my first one? He's, he does have his tattoos covered up. By this time, he is preaching. By this time, he may be doing some big stuff at the church. But the long, longest lasting ministry he may have is this. Did you know if we continue this model for 10 years, 134 million people. By 15 years, you're in the billions. Y'all can go sit down. We have an opportunity in this generation to reach the world with the gospel. Not everybody's going to get saved. Not everybody's going to stick. But we can be an example in multiplication. We can engage in multiplication. But praise God, there, there's some excitement in multiplication.